wonderful ladies, our mothers. Uh, we celebrate you today. You can be seated for just a moment. Uh, this is my 29th Mother's Day uh, message. Um, you know, after a while, they're just so much that you can say about any subject. But you never cease to find things to say about a mother. Amen. Did I redeem myself on that one? All right. I'm going to step out on a limb today. I learned early on in marriage there's two things you don't ask about. Number one is their weight, and number two is their age. They're the perfect size and they're the perfect age. But I'm going to step out on thin ice today because I really would like to recognize a very special group of people in this building today. I want all of our ladies that are not ashamed that you're 80 or above. Would you stand? Ahead. They deserve that. These are the real heroes of my life. Amen. When I look at them, they don't have, they, sometimes I've had some of our elders come and say, Brother Hughes, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. And I said, I'm going to tell you what, you're doing your greatest ministry right now by just showing up. Because you're showing to a generation that doesn't know anything about this that you can live for God all of your life and it just gets better and better and better and sweeter. These are some of the most beautiful women that I know and they have the sweetest countenance and I, I'm glad I get to hug their neck every chance I get. Amen. We're glad that you're here. Thank you for coming to celebrate this Mother's Day with us. As my wife mentioned uh, we do have gifts for all of our ladies. I hope we have enough. Uh, but if we don't, we'll make room. We'll try to figure out. We'll give you a gift card or something. But we have something. Uh, I think it's only fitting that you take a day to recognize uh, what value and worth uh, our ladies are, especially our mothers. I, I, I had to share this with you. Uh, I just thought it was so funny. But one, one mother got up one day and she told her husband, she said, I wish I were a bear. He looked at her kind of strange and she said, well, if you're a bear, you get to hibernate and do nothing for six months. Amen. And she said, matter of fact, before that, before going into hibernation, you are supposed to eat everything in sight. And that wouldn't bother me either. She said, if you're a mama bear, everyone knows you mean business. And you swat anyone who bothers you or your cubs. 
And sometimes you even swat your cubs. Your husband expects you to growl when you wake up in the morning. And he expects you to have hairy legs and excess body fat. He likes it. I wish I were a bear. I don't know if that's ever crossed your mind, ladies, but for all the mama bears in here, please don't swat me when church, church is over. It is it's so good to see you. Amen. Charles Spurgeon said, I cannot tell you how much I owe to the solemn words of a good mother. And I think most of us here today could agree with that that there is so much that is in our life, whether you're a biological mother or you're a mother by choice. uh, It is such a powerful place, and I'm thankful that we get to set aside this day to express our gratitude and reflect uh, on the honor that you bring to all of us and the value that you have in our life. You know, there are many incredible words in our English language But mother is about as precious as it gets. When you say mother, so many wonderful things come to mind. How many ways can you say mother? There are many, and there are varied ways. Mom, mommy, mama, ma. Please don't use that last one. Amen. It's interesting that in the etymology of the word mother... In the 1400s, it was pronounced mom, M-O-M-E. In the 1500s, the first use of the word mama will be found. In the 1700s, it is shortened to M-A-M-A, mama. In the 1800s, the word mum is used for the first time. The late mid-1800s, the word mommy is used and 1867, the first time that the shortened version, mom, is used. 1884, the word mama, M-O-M-M-A. It doesn't matter how you say it. There's something special about that place and that role that our ladies hold in life. And in the English language, there are many uh, ways of saying it. But every translation has its unique meaning to whatever culture. It doesn't matter how you say it. It's a wonderful word. Amen. I love to sound the sound of that word. However you say it, make sure that you not only say it, but you show it. The appreciation that you have for their life and what they've meant for you. Please don't be like the young man overheard telling his friends, I bought my mom a mug which says, Happy Mother's Day from the world's worst son. But I forgot to mail it. (laughs) But I think she knows. What does she know? James Dobson tells the story of a mother who was sick in bed 
with the flu and her little daughter wanted to be a good nurse for her that day and so she brought her mom a pillow and she brought her a magazine to read and then she even showed up with a surprise cup of tea and her mother took a sip of the tea and said, wow, I didn't know you knew how to make tea. She said, oh yes, mommy, I've learned by watching you. I put some water in the pot And then I put some tea leaves in and I boiled the water and then I strained it into a cup. But I couldn't find the strainer. So I used the fly swatter. (laughs) To which her mother said, you what? (laughs) And she said, oh, but mom, I didn't use the new fly swatter. I used the old one. You got to love that kid. Amen. Mom is the one who has the amazing ability to hear the sneeze of a child. Three doors close down the hall and in the middle of the night when daddy is still snoring. Amen. A mom is one who has mastered the art of placing food on a plate without any of it touching. Anybody know anything about that? When she hears her mother's voice coming out of her mouth when she says, not in your good clothes. A mom is one who reads that the average five-year-old asks about 437 questions a day and she smiles knowing that her child is above average. (laughs) Amen. Let's give our mothers a hand clap of appreciation today. And last but not least, for all of the mothers who are overloaded and stressed, if your kids are giving you a headache, follow the directions on the aspirin bottle, especially the part that says, keep away from children. (laughs) Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me for a moment to the book of Proverbs, the 14th chapter. Proverbs chapter 14 reading one verse of scripture. The wise man said, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish pluck it down with her hands. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. God bless you. You may be seated. I know that sometimes the subject of Mother's Day or Father's Day can be a very sensitive subject, especially for those who do not have a lot of good memories of childhood. And I don't come today to stir up any deep hidden emotions, but I I do want to come to lift up to you a model I do not come to frustrate you, and I certainly do not come to cause you discomfort. I realize this morning that there are a lot of pressures that are on women and mothers today that are not on men, and there are so many expectations, perhaps more so than in any other time. But I would like for a few moments, and I will do my best to be brief, but I want to elevate the opportunity 
that every woman in this building has to you alone, uniquely yours. There are many great forces that move life, but there is none more powerful than the influence of a mother. And I don't care if it is a biological thing or it's a choice. There are ladies that cannot have children, but they have become mothers to others. And we applaud you today. Because it is the love of a mother that surpassed only by the love of God. It is the love of a mother that fuels life. And when life gets rough, it is her love that gives you strength. When life gets tough, it is her love that gives you power. And when life gets you down, it is her love that gives you the strength and the encouragement to get back up. When life seems empty, it is her love that gives you meaning. And when life is mundane, it is her love that gives you an enthusiasm to go on. And when life is sad, her love gives you joy. And when life is confused, it is her love that helps give life clarity. What a wonderful combination of virtues and graces are found in the package of a woman. When God created her, he designed her for a special role and a particular purpose. And I believe that that Emphasis is highlighted in scripture because when you go study, you will find that the word mother is used 245 times. And the the word woman or its plural is used 538 times in scripture. I would say that mother is an important subject to God. And that's why we ought to take some time to explore your opportunity. Proverbs, this verse drew my attention back at the early part of the year. uh, One of those nights when you can't sleep and so you get up and you start reading. And I came to this passage of scripture and I, I stopped because I could not move on without considering the implications of what Solomon had suggested. It is obvious from our text that a mother's influence is a powerful influence, whether for good or for bad. Who can measure that value and its power, mother's influence over your life? And the the wise man Solomon said that every wise woman buildeth her house. And the word house in the Hebrew uh, means more than just a building. It literally speaks of the household. Not just a structure, but what is going on inside the structure. And it's so important that all of our Ladies today, our mothers understand that you have an opportunity to do something that will affect and influence the future for good or evil, for right or wrong. And the, the word says that she builds her household. The contents that are in the house pass her inspection 
that indicates to me that there are some things that mom or mother does not let in the house. And there are things that he, she will give access to. Her hands are powerful because they can build up or they can tear down. And she reveals her heart by what she does on a daily basis. I want to talk to wise women today that are in this building. What you are called to do is uniquely yours. No one else can fill that role. So please hear me for just a few moments. By her example and by her spirit and by her words and by her prayers, a house is built. A house is built. Building implies many things to me. And when I read that term, my mind flashed to this building. And I thought about all that went into building this particular structure. First of all, it began with a dream, it began with a plan, and a hope. But that was just the beginning. To us to be where we are today, it took a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. And I want to say to all of the mothers and women in this building today, we come today to applaud the work that you do on a daily basis. Many times it goes unnoticed. But today we pause to celebrate the labors that you put into the lives of your family to make a difference. We are thankful for the work that you've done. When I look out across this congregation and I see so many families together, my heart is warm because I see there what a a motherly influence has done and what it has produced. But it is work. And you must understand that that is part of what you have been called to do. It also takes time. A lot of time to build a house. It's not done instantaneously. It's not done in a moment. It's not done by the twitching of the nose as bewitched may have convinced a generation that you could twitch your nose and food would be on the table and the house would clean itself. Uh, it, it doesn't happen like that. And so mothers have the opportunity of showing the world the patience that it takes to not turn back from your job and your responsibility because working to build a house takes time. And the amazing thing about building is there's some days it looks like you didn't do anything. And unfortunately, that's when some brain-dead husband comes home and wants to know, what in the world have you been doing today? Chasing your three snotty-nosed kids around the house and keeping diapers on them and keeping food in their stomach and all of those things. But we come to applaud you today for your patience And your willingness to keep going when things are tough and it would be a whole lot easier to quit. You keep your hand to the plow because you have a purpose in mind. You see, building is intentional. Building is not something that happens without some purpose. Building is what you do when you have a future in mind. And so she builds, she takes the time, however long it takes, 
And sometimes it takes a lifetime to really see all that you've done. I remember my oldest brother, Teddy. Many of you know him or knew him. He was the first one to get my family into church. He was going to school in Wichita Falls with some Pentecostal people. And uh, we, my mom and dad had just moved into the area. And uh, one of our family members had gone to California and on the way back had been reading the book of Acts. And he got stirred up by what the book of Acts said about baptism. And he came home and he started sharing that with his family. And, and uh, he, he, he said, I, I, I wonder, there's got to be a church that preaches this. There's got to be a church that believes because according to Acts, they baptized in the name of Jesus. And he started going down all of these things that he had discovered while he was riding the train. And sitting at the table was my young, my oldest brother, Teddy. And he said, oh, I know some people that, that know something about that. I go to school with some kids that are from a Pentecostal church, and I think that's what they preach. And so that's what began uh, my family. And if I remember correct, some 40-something family members within just a few mo- months came into the church. The sad thing is that my oldest brother did not stay. He was a very talented musician, and he, uh, he, he got away, and he was influenced by country music, and they called them honky-tonks back then. They were uh, dives and bars and whatever, and so he, he drifted away. My childhood, I do not, Teddy was not at home. He was already gone from home, and so I, I didn't get to see him as much as I wanted to, but I began to learn uh, through life and growing up that his life was not as it ought to be. And so he drifted like that for years. All of the other families, all of my brothers and my sister are in church today because my mom and dad made a commitment years ago that no matter what, they were going to have their kids in church. And so we're here, but my oldest brother was not. But there's one thing that my mother never stopped doing. My mother never stopped praying for my brother, my Teddy, my, my oldest brother Teddy. Some people, it's, you know what, there's no use. He's not ever going to turn around. And I will tell you that it takes a long time for some prayers to be answered. But mothers, I'm just asking you, keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. And some 40 years later, on a Mother's Day Sunday morning, he came to our church. Brother Cox was there. Brother Cox was very close to him. And uh, the Lord moved, and only God knows what all he spoke to him that day. But at the end of the service, Teddy got up and came down to the altar, and he prayed through, and we were so thrilled. That's what happens when you don't quit, when you don't give up, when you keep building. Time, time goes on and on and on and you think it doesn't make any difference. But I encourage you today, keep praying because your prayers never die and the influence of those prayers are going to pay off. So however much time that it takes, keep building because it takes time 
to really build anything worthwhile. Amen. When you build, you do something to improve life. You're not satisfied with it as it is. You want something better. And I applaud all of our ladies in this building for trying to make life better. No one is born with all the skills necessary for life, but we do learn, and that's part of building. You learn as you build, and you grow as you build. Building, to me, implies so many things. One of them is a foundation. It's the part of the structure that nobody talks about and nobody brags on, but if it wasn't for the foundation, there would be no structure that would go on the top of it. Not only is there a foundation, but in order to have a good building, you're going to have to have some walls. There's got to be some boundaries that say, this is where this starts and this is where this stops. Amen. you got to have some walls in your life. Walls are what give value. You don't, you don't put a fence around your house necessarily just to keep your neighbors out. The reason we put a fence around our house is to let everybody else know this belongs to me. And so for a mother who is building, you need to understand the value of putting some walls up and saying, no, that doesn't come in this house. And no, we will not do that in this house. And not be intimidated by the times that tell you that that kind of thinking is outdated. It's not outdated. It's needed more now than it's ever been needed. Yes, you need to build some walls in your life. Walls to protect what is valuable and what is worthy. It needs light. You need some light in your house. There needs to be some cheerfulness. Yeah. Don't make kids hide from you. Get up in the morning. And I tell you how the best way to start it is start with a song. And start with a praise. But let there be light that fills a place where your kids want to come. And they want to bring their friends. Why? Because there's light in our house. Amen. Not only are there lights, but there's color. Amen. There's color. There's beauty. There's warmth there because you value what you're doing. I would encourage all of our ladies today to understand the ministry that you have been called to. You have the ability to affect the future by what you're doing today. And Listen to me. I'm getting ready to close, but you will create what you cultivate. You will create what you nurture every day. Amen. Amen. So in her house, the wise woman determines what she wants. What will be in your house? Whatever you do, One or the other will be defeated. If you choose goodness, then guilt will not be able to enter. If you choose impartiality, then preference and prejudice will not be allowed to come in. 
If you choose diligence, then neglect will not be allowed residence. If you choose kindness, then cruelty will never enter your doors. If you choose patience, then impatience will have to find another lodging for the night. To do your job in the way that you need to do it requires a great deal of wisdom. And wisdom is not something that we are necessarily born with. It's something we learn and accumulate along the way. Interesting that in the Greek or the Hebrew, the word wisdom literally means skills for life. It's the things that you learn that work and don't work. And I would encourage you, quit doing the things that don't work because all they do is frustrate you and everybody else in the household. Amen. Find the things that work and work on it. Wisdom is not just about book learning, but it's about learning life and learning every child and every need and every situation. And I encourage you mothers today, pray for it. Ask God on a daily basis. Give me the wisdom to build something worthy, something that will last, something that will stand the test of time. Give me the wisdom that I need to know how to put these things together. Ask for it. Seek it. Never be ashamed of going to the Lord because what I'm saying to you today can be done. A house can be built. Don't give up and don't stop. Even when things seem to go wrong, keep building. Amen. There are no shortcuts in life. And when you try to take them, you always regret them. I encourage you today, let your light shine. Amen. Be proud of what God made you. Don't hide your face or hide in the shadows, especially with the culture that we live in, the cancel culture. I don't know what that all entails. I'm trying to learn more about it, but I tell you, the more I learn, the more I dislike about it. Amen. Because the things they're wanting to cancel are the things this book says you need for building a life. Don't let society choose your values. Don't let the world around you determine what you're going to let in your house and what you're going to build your house around. Let your light shine. Amen. Stand up proudly. Wear that badge with honor. I am a woman of worth and I have a purpose and a calling and I have an opportunity in life like no other to make something happen for good for the future. Don't ever be intimidated. Stand and be counted. Amen. I've seen mothers who were mistreated and not taught the things about life that they should have been taught They were never shown an example and they were never taught how to be a lady and I saw them pass that on to their children. But I've equally seen as many or more who face the same kind of things but they realized, I have a choice. I have a choice. 
I don't have to let what happened to me determine what I do today. And so they have made a choice that they are passing down to their children and to the generations to come that is a light that will light the world and bring a smile to the child and the family because they are there building every day, morning and evening, never giving up and never turning back. We applaud you today. All of our wonderful ladies and mothers, we applaud you. Amen. Let's do that one more time. The wise man Solomon mentioned the hands of this woman. I've learned this about a mother is that whatever her hands are involved in, so is her heart. And that's what we need. Not just your labor, but we need your heart because there's nothing like the heart of a mother. Amen. She's never too busy. Amen. She's never too busy, but she is productive. She cares about others and she prepares for the cold in advance. She looks to the future and she said, I am going to do something to make life better when that comes. Amen. Would you stand with me? The strength and elegance that are in every lady in this building today we give you all of the praise and the applause for who you are. Amen. Never back down, never give up. Remember that you're building a house. Amen. You're building a house, and I want to build it to last. Praise God. Father, we love you today. Our words are inadequate, simply inadequate to say what needs to be said about the mothers and the ladies of this church. But I do pray that something today has registered in the heart and in the mind of those who are here to understand the opportunity that they have, to understand that within their grasp is the ability to influence and affect the future not only of those in their family, but those around them. Help us, Lord, in our building, that we build that which will last, that we do not build on shifting sand, but we build upon the solid rock, and that rock is Christ Jesus. Lord, for any mother who is here today that feels overwhelmed by her job, And by the role that she is called to fulfill, I pray that you will come right now and strengthen her and lift up her hands. And I ask you, God, to be especially near her today and let her know that her work is not in vain. But she must continue to keep praying and keep working. To all of the ladies, Lord, that we have been blessed to have in this church today we pray your greatest blessings on them and they will never diminish the role that you have called them to fulfill uniquely only to them we give you thanks for it all in Jesus name 
Amen and amen. If you're by your family or your mother, why don't you hug somebody right now and let them know you're grateful to be in the house of God with them today. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Ladies, I think there's an opportunity for photographs in the foyer as well. So if you want to get some photographs with your family and make sure you pick up your gift. We love you. God bless you. Enjoy Mother's Day with your family.